an imaginative, visionary sci-fi trilogy comes to its conclusion. And we continue Matrix Month as we cover the third film in the franchise, The Matrix Revolutions. Well, Hi. hello there, Mike. <laughs> Hi, Josiah. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hello, listeners. Yes, hello, listeners, new and and old alike. Uh, both, both new and old from a listening standpoint and an age standpoint. Yeah, are you if a you're new a baby, person? <laughs> are you a baby and you're listening to this? Uh-huh. Are you an old person and you're listening to this? <laughs> Either um, one would be surprising. Yeah, my guess is you are not either of those. <laughs> you're, pro- you're probably, if I had to guess, you're, <laughs> you're probably like 20 something. 20 or 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, welcome we to probably... the show. Here on this show, we rate and review everything on a scale of that's 1 to right. 10 of how Star Wars that thing is. Uh, and, and that's what it. Is that? That's the only thing well, we yeah, do. Yeah, that's what we do. What does that mean? Well, we are not concerned with how good or bad something is. No, no, no. We only want to know how Star Wars... to how good or bad Star right. Wars is. <laughs> only in relation to how Star Wars that makes it. So mm-hmm. we take everything Star Wars, we put it in one big pot, we mix it up. Well, well, everything Star Wars. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, comics, toys, all of it. Right. The we entire it big canon, pot. the entire legends... Mm-hmm. And that pot is the Star Wars chili. It's a 10 out of 10. We put it on to simmer. It's really yummy. That's a 10 out of 10. That's what we compare things to. Uh, so we are trying to figure out how Star Wars everything is. And this week we are continuing Matrix Month, mm-hmm. which is exciting because this is the third movie in the franchise. And we are prepping for the fourth movie. Yes, okay, good. Right. I did pull up. Okay, this is gonna. This might surprise you. I've got the metrics based on Spotify. The metrics. The metrics. <laughs> I've got the metrics based on Spotify for the age groups of our listeners. Uh-huh. So uh, yes, there are zero percent are above Babies. sixty. So we were correct. Oh, oh and, above. Uh, well, I don't know. Hold on. Get this. Thirty-nine <laughs> percent are from zero to 17 years old. So, could be some babies. <laughs> could be some babies in there. I, I bet that most of them are probably above the age of probably like, I don't know, 13 or 14. Right. It's kind of weird that they say zero to 17. Yeah, yeah. But there could be some babies. Yeah, in fact, um, I think like across the board, at least from the US standpoint, the law of like having an account on the internet you like have to yeah. be at least 13 or something like that. That's true. So either everyone's 13 and older, or we've got some really savvy babies. Or people are lying about the year they were born. <laughs> That's true. I always wondered about that. Like, especially early internet, whenever you were yeah, maybe like, going to are some- Are you 18? <laughs> yeah, some sites that might have some uh, bad stuff yeah. that are not <laughs> safe for work. And they'd be like, are you over 18? And I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Are you going to come to my house? <laughs> what are you going to do? you going to card me? You can't. Right. You're a website. Whereas I anyway. was like, oh, no. Okay. I'm not. Never mind. 
I'll see myself out. <laughs> Mike, the first time Mike got carded when he was uh, underage, they he went in and he told on himself. He yeah. was like, actually, I cannot let I, him be here. I will give you my ID and you'll see that I'm 15. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd try. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I thought I'd come in here and try and I couldn't do it. I was afraid. <laughs> um, but what are we doing? But yeah, recording? so this, this month, with regard to uh, how Star Wars they are, we're covering the Matrix canon. Now, we did cover the original Matrix movie long, long ago. I want to say it was in the 20s or 30s of episodes. I think we yes. looked at this last week, and I already don't remember in... that discussion, nor do I remember the score we gave it. <laughs> well, I have great news I for was, you because I just... A six and a six and a half? Uh, the, the of what we gave the Matrix number two revolutions yeah yeah a rev- reloaded yes we gave reloaded a six and a six and a half yes okay and so we spoilers gave if you're just catching up and you didn't listen to last week's episode and if we were to re-rate the original Matrix yeah. I think we'd probably give it something like a six yeah yeah maybe a seven possibly but in the original in the old days we gave it I think a seven and an eight which mm-hmm. is hilarious because we've recently um, fouled up the whole. Uh, yeah, we've scaled we've, because basically, if it's if it's uh, if it's an eight or above, it has to be Star Wars. We've kind of come to realize. <laughs> yeah, we 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 thought we were doing a good thing by going back and re-rating all the Star Wars yeah, movies. Yeah, but what and getting we've really done is made it more analytical and less fun. <laughs> so I think I think that we we have a discussion we we have to have where we talk about the Michael Delaney idea of like maybe ten is where all Star Wars movies live. Mm-hmm. And then we just and get then inside that has there. Like, you can like uh, filter enhance. by, yeah, right, enhance, enhance the like number ten, and then you down. see, oh, well, this is the order of them in inside the ten, right, right. But Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I, who cares? No one. I mean, it's fine. So uh, I need to get my notes up actually because I watched this movie actually now a couple of months ago. I think um, I watched it a couple days ago. Let's see, Matrix so Revolution. I just discovered something right before we started recording, which might confirm for me. Mm-hmm. This is wild. This movie was released six months after the second one. Right. They were released in the same calendar year, yeah. two thousand three. Which is which funny. I you didn't would know. think they would be a bit more similar to one another. If they were yeah. shot like so quickly against one another, I don't know. Maybe that like isn't a good way to think of them because they are very similar. But you know, like the well, actress are... who played the Oracle died, and they oh, got really? like her like last few scenes for Reloaded. That's like why her scene That's in that movie was just like sitting changed. on a bench, like because she was like really oh. sick and couldn't even really like move around or or whatever. That's very sad. Yeah, I didn't know that. I... I should have looked up why the actor changed. I just thought it was something they were doing yeah. in with the plot. Which is funny. They say um, on the Blank Check podcast, like, it's funny that then they had to do sort of like a write, a written line or two to sort of justify like why the Oracle looks a little different. And it's yeah. like, because something like they, they managed to corrupt her somehow and they changed her her shell or something like that yes but like, she had to find a new shell griffin's point was well then it should have been like a little chinese boy or something like <laughs> how cool would it yeah. have been to be like a completely different but i mean like by that point they've given us such a like specific language they probably just did like cast another person who auditioned for the same role you know once upon right a time. right and also they, they don't want like 
I don't know. Like, I, even I, more I, I confusion. See, <laughs> yes, exactly. Because it's like we have the language of this old, old, older black woman right. is the oracle, right. and so like if you come in with the third movie finishing out the series, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, it's not an older it's a black woman. Strange choice to do. It'd be like, wait, huh? But also, it is the Matrix, and anybody can look like presumably anything. Right. So I don't know. Okay, big picture. What is this movie? Big picture. Here's what I yeah, want to so say. So where do we leave off? Where did we leave off with The Matrix Reloaded? Um, Neo was in a coma. Neo so was, was in a coma. Bane. <laughs> Bane. It's why did they ever have someone on their team named Bane? <laughs> yeah. It's funny that his name was Bane and he's the one that. T- yeah, it's like having corrupted. someone's code name be Jafar. <laughs> yeah, and then they end up being the bad guy. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. who knew? Um, okay, here's some big picture stuff that I want to say before we get into like plot. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's th- th- this movie has the disadvantage. Okay, Reloaded has the advantage of being a part one of a two-part story, mm-hmm. basically. And so it feels like... It almost feels like it can be a movie by itself because it's got a cliffhanger. Yeah. This movie isn't even trying to be a movie by itself. Yes. It's very much just like, continuing the last one. Yeah. And so, like, watching it by itself, it does not feel like a standalone experience at all. Yeah. Like, the Reloaded had the advantage of being like, oh, here's some new information, like, uh, that we didn't tell you in the first movie. Like, we're going to introduce some new ideas. And then it has a cliffhanger-ish. And then this one is like, no really new ideas just we gotta wrap everything yeah, up there's like three or four new characters none of whom have like any any weight characterization yeah no <laughs> and like it's just like literally being like we have one movie to finish up this whole plot that we've been putting forth and we're not even going to try to give this a whole like I mean, I guess you could argue there's like a beginning, middle, end of this movie, but it really doesn't have much of a structure beyond yeah. let's tie this thing up. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like for all of its flaws, Reloaded did introduce a lot of new cool stuff. It it also introduced Zion. It in, yeah. You know, like it did have, you're right, it had like a, um, it had all the sort of unanswered questions left from a world building standpoint from the first movie to start addressing. And then this one was like, you guys didn't really like that last one, did you? Huh? Well, we got a two movie contract and here's the end. <laughs> yeah, we got to finish this. We got to finish this yeah, series. Yeah. So, I didn't take a whole lot of notes cuz I was a, just a, slightly distracted watching this cuz I had a kind of a busy week and so I yeah, was sure. b- but even even like distracted watching, I could still tell I was like, I think I'd have a hard time knowing what's going on whether yeah. or not I was distracted. Right, yeah. I, I will also take the moment here again to point out Patrick H. Willems rewriting the Matrix sequels video because um, yes. I it, watch that. he does a great job of giving this movie something to be, you know, like what your point, he he makes that same point, if if I remember correctly, that it's like, this this movie doesn't have an awful lot uh, of new things for our characters to do. <laughs> yeah, so so let's talk about like our th- characters. For example, this should be the Smith movie. Yeah, like it should. instead of how and last one also had him. Th- there's a weird splitting up of like there's still some Merovingian in this. Which but then by the way, also the first note I wrote is about the Merovingian. It it's when they go back to him and Trinity. I think she has a gun pulled on him or yeah. something, and she goes. What's it going to be, Merv? Yes. And she calls him Merv. (laughs) Calling him Merv is such a power move. 
Yeah, like, it's just what... like so funny that like it's almost endearing. Yeah, it's in like a threatening they, way. It's like do they know each other? Did she It'd be like co- calling him like darling, but like Merv is like the first like four of the first five letters of his name. Yeah, Merovingian. <laughs> it's like Merv. I love it. Yeah, it's um, really funny. There's yes. So let's see. Let's let's start out. Let's try to explain what's going on in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the end of the last movie, Neo realizes he has powers in real life. Yeah, perhaps. He can, con- he can control the machines or stop the machines or something along those lines. But it manages to fry his brain and they don't yeah. have access to him. He's in a coma. Also, the war effort of the humans was sabotaged by someone named Bane, who we as the audience yeah. knows was corrupted by Agent Smith in the yeah. real world as well. So like Agent Smith is essentially operating in the real world through this guy. He's running amok in both Matrix and real world. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where we left off. Oh, the, the machines are still coming to kill Zion. Yeah. And their war effort has been hurt by the efforts of Bane in the real world. And they're still waiting on hearing from the Oracle or they're trying to hear something from the Oracle because Neo wants to talk to her after... He talked to the architect who basically told him that the matrix is just one of several matrixes that have been ha- that have happened. Right, right. Yeah, so in fact the machines are still coming to Zion. It they're coming now expecting a fight yes. as opposed to sort of a massacre. I mean like I think it's going to end up being like a massacre either way, but like predictable humans being what they are, the one was supposed to have sort of uh Essentially Saved. invited them in to decimate everybody and only leave however many people to start the population again. Right, right. But, but Neo he didn't, didn't do that because he's in so love. So they're all strapping up on I... their aliens power loaders. <laughs> yes, God, those things are so goofy. I mean, they're yeah. not, they're, they're cool, but they're so like, they are just the aliens power loader. You know what I mean? Yeah. That it feels. Yeah, I think someone in all the many things I've watched on YouTube about this, like says a big problem with the Zion fight is like the geography is a little confusing. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like it helms deep is a perfect battle because there's yeah. a big thick line between the people you're cheering for and the people you hope don't win. <laughs> right. And you know that like, if the bad guys get past that line, it's yeah. bad and yeah. you kind of can't tell and this one, because once the battle comes to Zion, you kind of can't tell. You're like, okay, well, they breached this area, so did we lose? But then right. they're shooting them with a million bullets, and you're like, okay, well, I guess we didn't lose yet. So what are we the trying to keep The geography thing them? is now making me wonder, the stakes of the end of Star Wars are you got to get through the trench to this target. Why They're in outer space. Why didn't they go toward the target before getting in the trench. <laughs> yeah, they could have just dropped in anywhere, you know? Or, like, he- hear me out, this is crazy. I guess they had to get in and break down the shields. But no, because the thing the thing is that the the ground team's taking down the shields. Um, no, I mean, I mean in A New Hope. When, wh- what do when you they say? do the assault on the Death Star, the X-Wing assault on the Death yes. Star to like fire the balls into the hole, why didn't they fly closer to the hole first to before start out getting with? to the Death You know, like yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. about the vector off of the planet. Why didn't they aim That's a good question. <laughs> they could have just started if they out. they knew where it was. <laughs> well, I guess they, let's see, in universe, what's the what's the rationale? Is it, have, I don't know. Is it more heavily guarded near the exhaust port? Or did they? Maybe, maybe it would have like flagged the it would have like 
turned them on like the the enemy on to yeah. what the strategy was sooner or something did you have, but did the th- enemy even figures it out the guy the, the like admiral or, or captain or whatever goes to tarkin and is like there might be a weakness sir should we evacuate you know yeah like, maybe they had know. to get a really good running start in order to get the torpedoes <laughs> fast enough they're like we gotta yeah it's a back to the future situation where they're like we have to make sure uh-huh. we're going 88 miles per hour for yeah. like 10 minutes right and that way the torpedoes will be fast enough i mean if we want to get like, if we're talking space, even though there's not, like, science or math in space, but, like, you could have just shot a missile from very far away and done uh-huh. the math of exactly where it would land. Because yeah, or, stuff- like, we know very well that there's robots. Yeah. There could be some sort of guided drone missile. <laughs> like, one, one thing that's cool about space is that it's a vacuum, and so if you shoot something, it's just going to go exactly where you uh-huh. pointed it. And so they could have pointed it exactly where the exhaust port was going to be. Like, yeah. But no one knows math in Star Wars, so I'm not going to no, fault them right. for that. Like, there's this... Like, and at least the movie tells us, here's the stakes. You have to go down a trench, and there's a target at the end. It's three meters wide. You know, like, it's not like um, we don't know what's happening. There's, they, you know, whereas in this movie, it's sort of like, I hope the humans don't die. There's a really cool... <laughs> speaking of stuff in space, there's a really cool part of... Slash scary part of the three-body problem trilogy book that books that I read. Yeah, where yeah. someone's trying to make... Uh, these deaths in space look like an accident so they get bullets made of like asteroids and they are in space and they shoot people with these asteroid bullets and so because and they're also like very far away and so no one thinks to no one is stops to go like "Hmm, maybe they could have been shot because it's like they were so far away all they had to do was point to where they were going to be and shoot because it was a straight shot and then everyone thinks that they died in a freak asteroid like mini asteroid accident yeah instead of them actually getting shot and i was like that's good thinking that's good thinking i was like then that's just that's just one other thing they could have done shot an asteroid at the death star anyway matrix Revolution. Yeah, I'm looking at my notes. Uh... So when we're starting this movie, Neo is in sort of a, lim- a liminal space. He's in a half, like... Yes, heat. he's at Mobile Avenue subway stop, which, of course, if you rearrange the letters of Mobile, it's Limbo. Limbo. He <laughs> is... He is jacked in, but not physically actually jacked in in the real world. So his mind is still in the Matrix somehow. Yeah, it's in like a... It's in like a boot up. Yes. Like like program, you know. Yes, they, the way that it's explained to him is sort of like this is how stuff gets from your world to our world. Like it, it's like a fl- it's like living in a flash drive or something. You know what I mean? Or it's like being in the the trash can before it gets emptied. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and so like and you're 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 cordoned off from the system, but you're still within the system. And there's he's being kept there. And somehow, and I, I, I was unclear of how he ended up there in the first place. I guess like because of his like little power surge he did. Yeah, I mean, I think we we got to something last week where like we know that the machines let a single anomaly happen every Matrix. It's the one. It's Neo. Right. So like whatever kind of software shit is going on in the harvesters of all the human energy batteries, like that particular one has like juice going to it. Right, <laughs> and he. Uh, and we know that Neo is like not part machine, but has something so, sort of has algorithmic things going on in his body to where he can like access the matrix and control machines in different ways because of how he's the anomaly. But so basically the Merovingian's keeping him there because the Merovingian doesn't like him. 
and right. wants him dead. And our team of Trinity and Morpheus and Seraph are trying to free him from there, and they do. They essentially threaten the Merovingian. Like, it looks like there's going to be another side quest happening because the Merovingian's right. like, he's like, bring me the Oracle's eyes. But then Trinity's like, fuck this. I think she literally yeah. says, fuck this. Uh, yeah. Or she says, I don't have time for this shit. What's it going to be, Merv? <laughs> What's it going to be, Merv? Uh, it's cool that the trio right now is Trinity, a person, Morpheus, a person, and a computer guy. Yeah, a computer guy. It'd be Seraph. like if you and I teamed up with, like, Samus. <laughs> yeah, if we, team, or if we teamed up with Clippy and we were yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> but but Clippy was really good. It looks good at, like you're trying to hold our savior hostage. <laughs> Can I not help Can you I with that? <laughs> <laughs> Can I hinder you with that? For our younger, oh, for, for, for our zero to seventeen crowd, Clippy <laughs> was a program. Uh, it was a paperclip. <laughs> it's a paperclip with eyeballs. With eyeballs, I think he had shoes. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't but know. he popped up in Microsoft Word and other Microsoft things to uh, help yeah. you try to do the things that you were doing. He'd and be he like, would, it looks like you're trying to build a resume. Can do you want to use a template? <laughs> yeah, or like, it looks like you're trying to format this. Can I show you this formatting tool? And then he'd right. like point stuff out to you. Uh, it's one of the many fun little things that happened back in the old days of computers. Yeah, the, like, yeah, the wild the, west. The 90s. It was like stuff was advanced enough to where we could have a little guy pop up on our screen, but not advanced enough to where he had any actual usefulness at all right yeah like it was it was like to help you with bullets columns and resumes <laughs> yeah i feel like the first thing everyone did when, when they when they got a new microsoft word would be like okay and turning off and Clippy. never show him again <laughs> yes, be like, go ahead and hide that send him to the train man <laughs> <laughs> yes that was just, what if we saw like microsoft 98 is in there with the train man just like sad it's that like, would be funny. The, oh, you know, I think I failed to mention this from my notes last week. Maybe I didn't, but um, when uh, when the architect's doing his whole speech to Neo about like all the different reboots of the Matrix, the second one was full of grotesqueries and horrible whatever. It showed just you know on his screens you see all the kind of just hell imagery yeah. or whatever. But there was also like. Uh, like Saddam Hussein was on there, but oh. so was George W. Bush. Hell yeah, dude! Which is like get him, Wachowski. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah! That rules. Anyway, I just I I just remembered that I forgot to say that last week. That fucking rules. I love the Wachowskis. It's, it's, it's Wachowskis, right? Not Wachowskis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuh. Shout out to the Wachowski sisters. They're the bomb. Yeah. Uh, wait, is one of them not working on the new Matrix? Is Correct. that right? Okay, right. Yeah. In I, fact, I think the new one was co-written by one of them and another person. I learned this last night because I texted Mike. I was out for a little concert dinner thing with, with Charlie and my girlfriend and there was someone on the, at the table next was talking about the Matrix and I, I was eavesdropping heavily <laughs> and uh, the woman talking about them had worked with one of them. I don't remember which one but yeah, she was yeah. talking about, she like had some has some film job where she's in a union and I'm assuming is like some form of uh, on it set. It may have been uh, work in progress. It might have been work in progress. It might have been one of them works on that show. Because and, I, and I, they they are Chicagoans. Like the there's a lot of right. Chicago imagery and words in the Matrix movies. And then um, here's a fun little tangent of my relation to them, albeit like diluted all to hell. So the company where I work is a design company that like spun out of a scenic fabrication company. You know, like set right. design. They build the sets. Uh, so we're sister companies. Before the building where we are now, they were in a building in Ravenswood. The place is called Ravenswood Studio. Mm. Um, 
before that they were in a different smaller but you know like they've upgraded through the decades or whatever but i think it was that second one the one the one most recent before the building that we're in now that our owner bought that building from the wachowskis oh wow like they had it as like a chicago base of operations and then they you know became hollywood people that's like that's really that's cool the, the company's old the company's been around since like the late 80s um but my sort of sister company i work for has only been around for like a decade but gotcha. anyway that's kind of a cool weird <laughs> like yeah, that's chicago a little, uh, artist theater people <laughs> yes little connection yeah. um well shout out to the wachowskis for going anti-bush that fucking rules um yeah. ahead of the curve as always uh, but not necessarily ahead of the curve as far as making a really cohesive <laughs> trilogy. Sure, yeah. So that's what the majority of my notes are here, which is like, this is a complicated movie, which is funny because it is mostly a like wrapping up loose ends movie, but it does still have some complicated things. Two I'd yeah. like to highlight, which are both to do with Smith putting his personality into other people. Um, we're jumping around plot wise, but they save Neo and then they have to save the day. And the, the saving the day is both, it's the sort of return of the Jedi thing. There's the fight over here and then there's yeah. the fight over here. You know, there's say, the Matrix fight and then there's the Zion fight. Something very Star Wars is that there's a ground team, yeah, an air team. Right. And, a, and a control room <laughs> yeah, team. Yeah, right, because the, the, in order to defeat Smith, they have to get on the Nebuchadnezzar which, and fly up above the clouds and get which, to the machine city. Oh, you know what? Even Okay, so let, let me break it out even further. So in the final battle, okay, big picture plot, uh, the Nebuchadnezzar is trying to make it back to the, the final battle as fast as they can so they can help. The final battle is happening, and there is, like, people on the ground that we don't care about who we don't really know right. yeah, we've never fighting with, like, uh, artillery and these big... Which is why that that should be Morpheus. Yeah. Yes. It, it, they're fighting with these big, like like we said, the aliens, like loaders, things. They're just little mm -hmm. like robot exoskeletons. Mech. They, yeah, they're like, mech they're in mechs. <laughs> and then there's the sort of general guy from the first one. Okay, right. so so that that is our general guy from the first one is our Leia in the control room, kind of like right. talking about stuff. Ground team is the guys in, in the mech suits, which are like the uh, uh, your, your Han or whoever on the on the place in indoor right, yeah. on the moon of indoor whatever then you've got the air team who are the guys in the x-wings and that's that's the crew of the people who are in the nebuchadnezzar Your trying to get back band <laughs> yeah jada pinkett smith is trying to get yeah. back with morpheus who and has then, the best line in this whole movie what? when she's flying the nebuchadnezzar or yes. whichever ship it ends up being through the sewers and it's like no one can go through an electrical line or whatever the like little teeny skinny thing mechanical is. line yeah she says she's got a big ass yeah there's two distinct <laughs> big ass comments in this movie and are there really yeah because there's one like uh whenever they're who says it it's very early on someone says one of the bad guys says over my big dead ass and it's like <laughs> what why would you say That's that really weird but then okay all that to say there's a set because 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 you have those three teams right right but then there's always a jedi thing going on where it's like yes. just luke and the emperor and so we have the that spiritual thing so we have that with neo and the machine so neo has gone yes. off on his own thing to do the jedi thing and then we Bane have a ground has team blinded him yes we have a ground somehow team. can see because there's machinery everywhere and he can see their code so the structure of this sort of final battle yeah. is very, very Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. 
because it's very it is, Phantom Menace. It's very Rise of Skywalker. It's very mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. Yep, exactly. It's very uh, uh, the fucking Han movie. What's that one called? Solo. Uh, <laughs> no, um, the the Force Awakens. Oh, the Han. But you're movie. right. That is what the Han movie is called. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was one, thinking of the other one. Yeah, it is. There, I feel like you could even make the argument like the first part of Last Jedi has aspects of this. Yeah, sure. Um, there's aspects of of almost every movie. First part of Empire has aspects of this. The control right. room versus the ground team versus the air team. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the structure so is very Star Wars. The the stakes of the Zion fight are very clear, which is I think probably why we don't have any like characters we care about there because it's like the the robots with guns are shooting at the people with guns. Yes, and you want the people to win. But the the stakes of the Neo thing are that the Matrix is now being overrun, and the machines need the Matrix so that they can keep controlling the humans to right. use them as batteries, and they're all being corrupted by Smith. So uh, Neo thinks he knows what he can do to bring peace. He's going to try to fight Smith, convince the machines that uh, we shouldn't be fighting. We both need each other, kind yeah. of. Uh, and he's going to go fight Smith. The thing I was going to say about the two the two elements of this... Oh, you know what else I failed to mention last week? The line of Harold Perrineau, who plays Link, the operator in yeah. the second movie and third movie, when he comes home and he goes, where's my, my puss? Pu- <laughs> yeah, what the hell? He notices there's a child there, so he stops what he was going to say. But was he going to say, where's my pussy? <laughs> yeah, because that's a weird thing to say. It's really weird. Anyway, the two things of, that are like kind of cool sci-fi concepts that we haven't yet seen in this are both Smith-related, where he like you know gets himself into people. One is the Oracle. He yeah. takes over the Oracle's body, so he like wins that part of the war because she's she's sort of like getting the queen in a chess game. Because right, um, he now he has now has the ability to like see the future, right? Kind of. Well, he has the ability because what the Oracle says is like, no one can see beyond a choice they don't understand. Yes, right. And so yes. if as long as he can understand a choice, he can see what yeah. will happen. So he's got the Star Wars thing of uh, having a dream of the future, but not realizing it's knowing that that's his ultimate downfall kind of thing. Right. You know, like he an basically, Oedipus kind of thing. He basically sees, he sees himself winning. Mm-hmm. against neo but what he doesn't realize is that is what neo wants yes because right. neo's whole plan is to essentially put on a good show to make it seem convincing and then lose to agent smith so that he mm-hmm. can be corrupted turned into agent smith but right because, because that's the other piece of this that i wrote down was like when smith puts himself into neo and takes over neo neo is not jacked in via the nebuchadnezzar or a pirate signal he's jacked in from machine city yeah the source itself like literally and so it's basically like smith telling his creators here i am yeah 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 like come delete me you know like which i think is like a really neat special specific concept it you is know? cool and like, i didn't even pick up on that what i thought it was is that the because i think that's definitely part of it for sure because like what Uh i thought it was is that because he was taking over neo and neo's the one and is an anomaly Uh he was unable to be completely turned and so because he had the power of the machines on his side he's able to then now that he's inside of smith's system to destroy it but i think that you're right too i think that yeah it's sort of like revealing your ip address on the dark web 
You know, yes. like all of a sudden the machines are like, we got him. We're, we can like entirely drain his bank account. <laughs> yeah, I think that's actually probably closer to what it is because that, that yeah. makes more sense to me. Um, and is also a cool, another cool sci-fi idea. But here we both are talking about it because we didn't quite follow it. Yeah. Yet again, the problem of these movies. Yeah, <laughs> there is, man, here's, I think maybe my biggest issue with like, Honestly, like the, these two movies, Reloaded and Revolutions, might have been better if they were one movie. Yeah, or or another. This is again stealing a point from um, the blank check guys. Or if it was like Fast and Furious, where we can explore one of these topics each time. Like the idea sure. of like old programs being werewolves and stuff. Yeah. That could have been a whole movie. Okay, that's it could true. have been like if a this, weird horror movie where movies, it's like all gothic. Yes. <laughs> Matrix two and three should have either been one movie or like six movies. <laughs> and like really the fact that they're two is to their downfall because there's like we do and like they could have even had some interesting war stuff like with the ground team that we because like the kid comes back and we're like we don't right. care about you. And yeah. there's like a hardcore general who like we don't care about you. Yeah. And Link's wife, girlfriend. But he performs the hell out of that role. Oh, he goes hard. <laughs> also, I love that Knuckle Up is the only command. Like he says it no matter like he says it twice, and I'm like, Yeah. And both times it just means shoot at the sky. And I'm like, was there really <laughs> any other things to do in this fight? Because everyone was already shooting at the sky. It's it's like when they interview a coach at halftime and the team is down. Like, well, you know what we got to do in the next half is uh, get more points than the other team. <laughs> yeah, we got to score some more <laughs> like, touchdowns. How about we uh, shoot the bad guys? <laughs> yeah, he goes knuckle up, which I guess means shoot up in the sky, yeah. and then he says it again later. And I'm like, they but it's have cool given... Matrix lingo. Yeah, knuckle up. Yeah. Um, let's see. But yeah, no. Here's here's what I will say though about the point you just made. I think these could have been two movies covered all the same amount of stuff, but just been clearer about it. Yeah, because like like the Skywalker saga, as it were. This these movies aren't necessarily about all that tangential stuff. It's about Neo and Trinity and Morpheus. You know. Yeah, so for like, sure. Uh, I'm glad that they were still at the center of it, but yeah, you're you know, right. It is sort of like to their detriment that they have all these other cool ideas and they tried to get them in there and it just I am, like was kind of squishy. I am excited for this new Matrix movie. Me too, man. Because here, here's another thought that's happening. I think that the first Matrix came out at the exact right time. That's right. And it was the exact right level of special effects. It was the exact right level of everything. Popcorn, but philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a, like almost a perfect movie. You know, there's like, it's expertly crafted. It yeah. feels like the sequels came out at the exact wrong time because it was 2003. And it was sort of just like a, well, I don't know. We'll put in a bunch of CG stuff. But yeah. CG stuff didn't look good enough yet for it no, to age yeah, very well. Gooey. And so it's like it has that sort of prequels issue where it's like some stuff hasn't aged well because it's very much you can tell it was all made in a computer. Right. Whereas like even stuff nowadays that's a CGI fest at least looks more real to our eye, even though we yeah. know it's computer animated. Um, well, and this, this, you know what? If this podcast were how Back to the Future is it, the Matrix trilogy would get like high points because. The first script was honed over like a decade, and then finally a studio was like, okay, fine, we'll make this movie. And then right. it was a huge hit. They rush out two sequels in the same calendar year. And the Back to the Future sequels are arguably like pretty good, but certainly not as perfect and tight no, as yeah, the original sure. movie. But like, you know, the third one is 
because Robert Zemeckis always wanted to make a Western. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's why like, not? Okay, so you you did sort of give the the creators control of, like, we want to try out all our other ideas, and then it was met with mixed reception. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, I almost wish that the first Matrix had come out and then now we were getting reloaded. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, right. Like, I feel like we would have a better movie, both because, like, the, the Wachowskis... Idea of the system of control is actually multiple levels. Yes. Like, so yeah. much of it would, would hit harder, and also the effects would be better and would, like, right. hit our... I, I mean, this is also just recency bias for computer effects, because I'm sure I'm going to say the same thing in 20 years right. about, like, Avengers Endgame. I'll be like, it looks so stupid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, It looks can, like Superman from the 1970s. Right, <laughs> Exactly. And so, uh, but like all that to say, like, yeah, it just feels like these movies came out too fast and too furious, too furious <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Yeah. <laughs> and that if they had come out, I don't know, later and had more time to cook, they would have been better. But even like, yeah. even like, but I mean a lot later, like that's why I'm excited about this new one. Cause I'm like seeing at least which one is it lily or what's the other one i never remember now lily and something they're both l names lana whichever one is making the new one i'm like well they've had two two decades right since this movie since the original came out um to like really hone their craft and i'm like so it's gonna be just like they're better at making movies now whether or not this movie will be better then the matrix is of course something that's pr- probably won't happen uh, lana is the new one lana is directing it like they've had all this time to get good at making movies and also i'll say keanu reeves has had all this time to get better at acting and yes. he's also like i mean it's not he's always kind of doing his keanu reeves thing throughout all his career but like now that he's sort of in the in the john wick stage of his life it's just like no matter what he's doing as long as he's being an action guy he's like yeah i believe it you know yes, what I mean? Right. And so I feel like he's going to be better in these movies. Like Trinity is going to be better in these movies. Like everyone's going to Morpheus is not in them because he is canonically dead. Um, I think. Is that right? I believe so. Because isn't he the only survivor of the main trio at the end of Revolutions? Well, yes, but there is a. Isn't vid- that what happens? <laughs> there was a bit. This I only know this because of a bit on my brother, my brother and me. But apparently, in the <laughs> Matrix Online video game, Morpheus is, dies. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So uh, he might not well, be in that's, this. Well, that is a funny thing about this canon is there are, you know, like in Star Wars, they would never have like Chewbacca die in a comic book. Yes. Yes. You know, I mean, like he did die in a novel at one point, but that was when we didn't know there'd be more Star Wars. They would never have like a main character die in a way that wasn't one of the main films, but like the Matrix has an awful lot of other lore in not non-film yeah. formats that like I think they care about just as much and and like for real lore heads, I think they probably lap up everything that comes out. You know, like I, I just started rewatching the Animatrix this morning, and there's some stuff in there that it's like this fucking rules. Yeah, and I'm really glad it exists. Okay, so I just looked it up. There rumors and the popular belief that his death was faked because hmm. it's it's in the more it's in the Matrix Online the video game. 
um, that this whole uh, and this was in this was in 2005. So wow. like there was a whole <laughs> event that happened online in this video game where Morpheus dies, quote unquote. But a lot of people believe that it was fake. And also, I'm seeing that the character is portrayed by a different actor in Matrix Resurrections. So well, there is is there the character Morpheus in Resurrections? Is it that looks how it's credited. Like because there is a guy, a, a, bl- a younger black man who, yes. who c- perceivably could be. So th- I mean, by his look, yes, that that is that is who oh, yeah, is playing. That's what I'm seeing. That's the name the is name Morpheus. I'm... The name is Morpheus, but it's a different actor, and so it's. I don't know. I'm. I, we'll see. We'll see why and what. I kind of don't want to look into it at all because I want to. Like... I, I know this is one where I'm like, I think I have the opportunity to not know anything going into this movie. <laughs> yeah, and that is what I, I there. I did that with. Um, a couple of Star Wars flicks, I like didn't learn much about. Uh, I think yeah. about Force Awakens. I just kind of like kept myself pretty in the dark, um, right. and I kind of like that. It's also man, it looks slick. Like the new it Matrix really looks, looks really slick. slick. It looks yeah. super slick. I know I'm that was something I was actually somewhat nervous about because the original movies have such a They're vibe, so even even to its downfall sometimes with the goopy cgi but like i do sort of like the goopy cgi for that movie you know yeah, for like sure. uh but yeah i think it looks pretty good and here's my thing what's the worst that could happen it's worse than the sequels i don't think that's gonna happen no i mean i don't think it will be worse than the sequels and i like the sequels <laughs> yeah i think that like worst case scenario like even if it is worse than the sequels it's like oh well who cares like we could we still right. have because there already are bad vert like film versions of the matrix yes. you know so right. it's like it feels sort of it fe- honestly also a new slick version of a series coming out like we'll talk about that when we do the episode on the new movie but it's just right. super star wars to be like well now yes, we have totally. this new thing happening remember this but now they're older well let's see we've talked about a couple star wars points i think we've done the greater part of what this movie is about mm-hmm. and it is about time to go to the break it is yes so should um, we jump into the pit yeah let's do it <gasps> we- and we're back. And we're back. I for, we, we I guess we should have said the movie ends. Most of the people die. Uh, Sati from the train station makes a beautiful sunset. Yeah. And the Oracle comes back because they reboot the Matrix yet again. But the idea now is humans are still held under the control of the Matrix unless they don't want to be. <laughs> Which is like, right. I guess that's a resolution. There is no longer... Everything is this... Oh, everyone has been taken out away from whoever was taken over by agent smith is now not taken over by agent smith uh-huh. because they purged his influence and now there is just no war there is still the system of oppression of the matrix where they are harvesting right. human energy or whatever but there's just not a war happening now for this foreseeable future right. um until of which course is, who who knows which is fine yeah it's better than the alternative i guess i mean lots of people make the point you know like cypher in the first movie is like if I have the choice between this shit or the Matrix, I'm choosing the Matrix. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it, real enough and I can taste steak. Exactly. And and I don't have to live in like squalor all the time. Yeah, I feel right. like although it does feel like a tenuous thing. It's like, well, are you going to keep are you going to keep uh, red pilling people? Because if you keep red pilling people, then eventually the machine is going to be like, hey, stop. We still I, need batteries. I, no, I think it's more like um 
you know, the agents aren't going to go after you when you, like, give someone a springy smart uh, cell phone and say, like, their agents here, leave the office out the window. You know, like, I sure. think it's like if someone is on the internet hacker sites that everybody goes to ostensibly, well, and it's they're like, what is the yeah. matrix? That person just gets to get out because they they do make a point in, like, extended lore that, like, the the select few who sort of figure out that they that the reality is not what it seems are like a hyper small percent of right. people. So. Man, that's such a that's such an interesting thing that pops up in so many alternate reality things. Like I, I'm just thinking about comics because in the House of M event that happened in mm-hmm. comics where where the Scarlet Witch like rewrites reality basically and mutants are everywhere and they're on top and and like there's not oppressed wolverine is the only one that knows that this is not the real reality Uh, uh uh-huh because of his healing factor i don't even know what the i don't even know what the rationale is but there's Mm. some i'm not even sure if they ever made one but like there's always like someone who knows something Something doesn't smell right and there was like a more recent one they did i think it was like heroes reborn where it was also like an alternate reality where like the avengers never got created and like Hulk is the only one that remembers for some reason, hmm. but it's like Hulk is like saying things like everything is fine. Hulk does not miss his friends, and they're like, "Is he crazy?" And it's like, "No, he's just remembering the real world." And right. for some reason, he's the only one that remembers. But like, I don't know. It's like you always it's have to. It's what have... they make us be in WandaVision. Yes, if correct. you watch it week to week, you start seeing like people in the town or other characters kind of like look a little off and you're like what is going on here right that's a good point that's actually kind of a cool thing that like, we get we're to be the wolverine yes yeah. we're the ones that know okay this isn't right and then yeah, yeah. that's a fun th- man that show is good i feel like yeah like that very first episode when the like boss and his wife come over to their house for dinner and the boss like starts choking and it's like this is not 50s cute sitcom and no. like the wife is like stop stop you you can't be choking like you're supposed to be in a cute 50 sitcom. You know, like yeah. we, the audience are going like, what the fuck? <laughs> I feel like, man, I need to watch Hawkeye now because I do. Oh, yeah, I, I do like the story comic book line that it was based off of. Right, right. Um, I actually sold those comics for a pretty penny because they were, mm. uh, they're, they, I had original editions of mm. all of them. Like be- of single issues? Single issues, yeah. And they weren't super, no one expected it to be good, so there weren't that many, and so I got to sell them for a decent amount of money. Of money. Nice. Um, should we do the anyway, game? Anyway, yeah. So uh, I teased this a little bit on the Patreon episode that either comes out in two days or has already come out. But either way, if you want to hear me tease things, you should subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash it? We do a lot of teasing on there. We tease each other. (laughs) We're like, you look silly, you know, Uh stuff like that. So um, there's this British game show called Only Connect or quiz show, as they would say. Um, and I have recently sort of discovered it and gone down the rabbit hole to use a matrix, matrix slash Alice in Wonder- <laughs> Wonderland term. Um, and it's awesome and I love watching it. And it is like, it is a show that if they made an American version, the American version would be like, like a hundred percent easier. Sure. From a difficulty level, because like the shit they do on the show is so out there, but then also it's it's very British. So there's things that like as I watch, I I can't even get the answer because I like don't know right. slang terms or like candy bar names in England aren't the same as here. <laughs> so right. like 
that, for example. Um, Rockets anyway, or Smarties or whatever, the, you know? The basic premise of the game is, like, you'll get four clues, and they're all connected in a very specific way, and you have to say what the connection is. In fact, more specifically, the game is broken into four rounds. The first round is that, what I just said. Um, you get clues one at a time, and with each one you get, you you have the chance of getting fewer points, Um until all four are out and then you can still solve it and get one point. Um, and what you're solving there is how are these four things connected? The right. second round is done in the same way, but you get a sequence of things. You get three and then you have to say what you think the fourth thing is going to be. Sometimes okay. also it's like a picture. So like, uh, it'll be like, what's the fourth? And you have to say, um, it'll be a picture of a school bus, but the school bus is green okay. or something like that, okay. you know, given like the sequence you've understood. So that's the first two rounds, and that's what we'll be playing today. But then the third round is a grid of words, sort of like code names. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to find the four distinct groupings made up of all those words. And they're also mm. really devious with them. Like, you might see the names of all the Spice Girls, but actually, like, uh, Sporty might be in a group of words that are like, these are things you would describe a... Uh, track jacket with or like whatever and then like ginger might be in a group with like um other words that start with a word meaning an alcohol Mm, okay you know like it's it's really cool and then the the very final round is a missing vowels round where they give a thing of how all the answers are connected like these are all things that fold and then they'll show you what the thing is but only consonants and you have to be like poker players <laughs> there we go or like failing businesses like it's it's really cool anyway okay all right i'm into this i i'm just putting the plug out there for people to watch that show because it's great so these though today's questions are all about the matrix revolutions <laughs> in some way or another great so you have to figure out the connections for this first round of the connecting round uh the first group Oh, the other thing, you know how like in Jeopardy you choose a category in a dollar amount or yeah. like in uh, something else you might choose a number, like pick number one through four or whatever. They're like pick which card you want or pick which round you're getting are all Egyptian hieroglyphics. Okay. <laughs> so it'll be like pick an Egyptian hieroglyph and the person <laughs> will be like, uh, we'll take the eye of Horus, please. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. It's just like how they categorize. That things. is wild. Anyway. Okay. So this first one. I'll give you one clue at a time, and you'll ask me for a next one if you want the next one. French. Actually, I'll just give you all of them because say, this is crazy. I'll go ahead and need another one. Yeah, yeah. Sexual. Okay. Merovingian. <laughs> no. Good guess. Industrial. Oh. Revolution. Yes, so you get two points for that because you only needed three clues. The The fourth clue would have been American. Man, Mary Vengeance was pretty good for French and sexual. It, it, <laughs> he was. <laughs> so, so, though, would have been Persephone. That's true. Also French and sexual. Uh, okay, the next one is, it begins with The Matrix Revolutions. Sequels. The second one is Memento. Oh, okay. Keep going. The third one is Jessica Jones. Oh, uh, 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 stuff starring the actor who plays Trinity. Yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, the fourth one was going to be The Matrix Resurrections because she's one of the two, you know, returning. 
Carrie Moss. Good. That's her name. Uh, okay. This is this is another thing. Like sometimes the format will be um, like a name and a city, or like a number and a character, or things like that. So this one is like you, each clue is two things. The first one: Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, comma Jason Piper. Hmm. Okay. Which will not be helpful. The next one is <laughs> The Matrix Revolutions and Ian Bliss. Ooh, okay, keep going. The third one is Batman and Robin and Jeep Swenson. Who are these people? Okay, uh, and last then that's one, the other I thing guess. that happens in the game. They get prog- They make it progressively more obvious. Hopefully, this does. The Dark Knight Rises and Tom Hardy. Oh actors who play someone named Bane? Yeah. <laughs> in that movie. So there's a there's a centaur uh, in Harry Potter oh, named yeah. Bane and and he's seen on screen like briefly and he's played f- by Jason Piper. <laughs> I forgot that there was a centaur named Bane. Yeah. Cuz they really just go over that storyline very briefly. Um but yeah, you've managed to get points on all of these. So we're now in the sequences round. So okay. you'll get uh, uh three things and you'll have to guess what the fourth thing is going to be. Okay. So the first one is, again, it's like a name and another name. Divergent, comma, Theo James. Okay. The next one is Star Wars, comma, Anthony Daniels. Okay. The third one is Austin Powers, comma, Robert Wagner. Okay. So what is the fourth? Hmm. Old British men. Anthony Daniels is really the only one I know of those. Divergent. What was the Divergent one? Theo James. I don't know who that is. Um, Anthony Daniels, Star Wars, Robert Wagner. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Okay, uh, to give you a clue, it's it's essentially the same format as the last question. Okay, so we got a matri- the Matrix. The Matrix. Is it having to do with the Matrix? Uh, the The final answer will, will actually, yes. So the Matrix, <laughs> re- Matrix Revolutions, comma, I don't know, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Very close. It was the Matrix or the Matrix Revolutions, uh, either one or Reloaded for that matter. Comma Keanu Reeves. Oh. Those the sequence is a movie and then a character played by the actor. The character's name has a number in it, and they are de- in descending order. So the sequence was four three two one. The character in Divergence name is oh. four. The character in Star Wars is C three PO. The character in Austin Powers is number two. Number two, and then the one. And then the one. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that's some real <laughs> lateral stuff. Okay, great. All yeah, right. we watched one this morning where it was um, the sequence was like first, second, third. So you know the last one was going to start with fourth, and then it was Roman numerals. So it was like four, uh, first, V I I, second something i can't remember and what it was was if you translated the roman numeral into a number but you spelled the number they were in alphabetical order that's wild so it was like eight whatever like e-i-g-h-t like so silly crazy anyway okay next 
March 1999. Okay. May 2003. Okay. October 2003. Okay. I feel like there might be a trick happening. Because I'm pretty sure that's when all the Matrix movies came out. So, December 2021? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, good. There wasn't a trick. Phew. I was, like, hoping you wouldn't know the thing about they were in the same year. Because that question is, like, so weird. But yeah. It's, you figured it it's out. It's lucky that I learned that right before we started recording. Yeah, right. Um, okay. Next one. Jupiter Ascending. Mm. Cloud Atlas. Okay. Speed Racer. The Matrix? The fourth would be... The what Ma- did you say? The Matrix? No, I'm sorry. It's The Matrix Revolutions. Ah, because I was going to say, this is like ba- going backwards in the Wachowskis filmography. Yeah, directorial canon, because they, of course, also produced V for Vendetta after the Matrix trilogy, but before Speed Racer. But this is directed Director. by credit. I forgot they made Speed Racer. Appar- I never saw Speed Racer, but I now really feel like I should. Apparently, it certainly looks like something. <laughs> apparently, Speed Racer is incredible. Like, it, it's a, one of those yeah. movies that, like, no one saw, but the people who do like it are like, it's an, amazing. And I think it got, like, really panned at its release because it's like crazy looking yeah but i, but think, I think it was supposed like, to be crazy looking yeah right um and then i have one bonus one um and i i just wrote this right before we started it's um it's only three instead okay. of four and it's not a sequence but even that is maybe a clue that it's only three um because there are only three of these the names are lena dupree Okay. Simone Lenoir. Oh. And Jacques the Ferry Driver. And also, this has nothing to do with The Matrix. (laughs) Jacques the Ferry Driver sounds familiar. Lena Dupree, Simone Lenoir, and Jacques the Ferry Driver. I have no idea. They are all people who turn into werecats in Scooby-Doo on Scooby Island. <laughs> uh, that's why it sounded familiar. <laughs> that Damn was it. The Matrix Only Connect, or Matrix Revolutions, I, I love that game. Honestly, that that uh, numbers in their name question was amazing, and you should go right for that show. <laughs> that is, like, the type of question you'll see on there, like... Um, you have to do it's it's a lot of them are like you have to do a crossword puzzle clue in order to even know what the thing says you right. know like right. and then you have to see what the pattern is it's, Man, it's I miss a lot the crossword. of brain work I always I I did the crossword every day in 2020 with my parents and I don't do it at all and I miss it it's so fun damn some people can do like the Monday crossword in like three minutes and I'm like I don't know if I can physically type that fast <laughs> like how are you doing all these clues so easily and not yeah, googling something maybe i should start doing that that sounds like a fun thing to do honestly the crossword is super fun like the new york times crossword it is annoying though because you have to have a separate subscription for it then like because if you have a new york times subscription it doesn't give you a crossword subscription you have to get oh. a separate yeah, they subscription. like know that they have you <laughs> yeah they know that people get it only for the crossword so they're like no you can just pay separately for that if you want yeah it's not that expensive it's just like an annoying thing to have to pay extra for um, I'm getting my notes back up to see if I had anything else. Let's see what else. I didn't take a lot of notes. Let me see oh, what else I have. The big final fight between oh. Neo and and Smith we haven't really talked about, but I think people, um, a, a lot of people don't love it because it's like so big and like 
It um, is like I saw the um, the VFX artist react guys talk about it. How like when he's like slow mo punching the raindrops and they're like long, almost like icicles that he's punching yeah. through, and they're like that's actually because we have to know this when we render a video. That's not how falling rain looks. And right. I was like, yeah, but it does in the Matrix. <laughs> also, I don't know if that's true because y- yes, it is. Like. I have seen this is this is a weird thing that I might have told the story before. Anyway, before I tell this, my big thing about that last one, well, all I wrote was this is some anime shit because that last it, fight it is totally is anime. so anime because there's right. multiple times where each of them is like down, but then kind of just gets up and shakes it off and is like, yeah. I have more power and then they left. Like fly like they like fall up into the sky like yeah. <laughs> but I, I have told this story maybe on the show before. I can't remember. I tell this story all the time. But like one time I was at Six Flags in high school and it had started raining and so we were everyone was leaving and going we were at a choir competition so we were like all going to get the awards for this choir thing but it started raining and so we had a little bit of time but everyone had left but some of the rides were still operating Mm. and so there was no ride for superman the ride which at the six flags in texas is one of those where you just sit in it and it goes up really fast and then down really fast uh and up really fast and down really fast so you like you feel like you're taking off and flying like superman or whatever the, like tower thing yes exactly and that so, in roller coaster tycoon if you make it the shortest distance and the fastest launch speed you can kill groups of people <laughs> yeah which reminds me of a story that like is one of those like sort of uh probably everyone has heard of someone who did this but like i can't remember if i had a friend who did it or if i learned about it online but like if you're playing through like the campaign mode there's like neighboring uh, uh, parks that are competing or whatever, oh. and so you can set up a ride where it's one that has where it goes, <laughs> like wee the- loo, <laughs> and it goes yeah. back. But if you make it maximum speed, it shoots them off. But then they uh-huh. go into the other park they and explode die. In a neighboring park. <laughs> and so it makes the it tanks the neighboring park's reputation because people keep dying over there. <laughs> And so then, then you start winning the game because well, no one. Well, that's like how no park. one is allowed to die at Disney World. Like, yes. Like there's like medics and people on staff to get you off of the premises in order for you to die if yeah. if you are at risk of that. But anyway, so we were on. We got on the Superman because there was no lines. It was raining, and I. It was very cool. Like I don't know. It taught me. Like I got like a really f- great firsthand experience with relativity because when <laughs> we were up in the air and then going down, I watched raindrops stop That's and go cool. back up in the sky wow. because we were falling quicker than the raindrops. And, so, and it did look like individual raindrops. Like it was like... Oh yeah, no, that's that's what these VFX guys were saying the Matrix doesn't do. The Matrix raindrops were these like long, almost like like icicle, like, oh. like lines because like his fist punches through, you know... I see. They almost look like sticks. Well, maybe he's going so fast that that's what they look like. You know, who knows? Right. The well, and that, that's the other thing. It's it's the Matrix, and like, why is he wearing sunglasses inside? Like, right. we could be doing this all day. It looks cool. Is yeah. the answer? <laughs> yeah, that last fight is anime as shit. It's like yeah, there's multiple time. times where they're like, my power levels are not even reached yet. But then it's it really... is funny that everybody in the world now, presumably, is Smith, yet he is like, I have to fight him one-on-one. Right, he's still doing a <laughs> 1v1 thing, and it's like, yeah. you literally almost beat him earlier in the last movie when yeah. you just did a bunch of guys. So maybe just do a bunch of guys again? Yeah, right. Or maybe he's taking all his power into one person so that he can yeah, like right, really, right. really take him on. What are my other notes? Let's see. Oh, uh... Also, there's a weird sense in this movie, too, that, like, Smith 
is even though he is sort of the main bad guy of this one, he's sort of not around for half of it as well. Like it's a very yeah. much like he comes in in the very beginning or no, he comes in the very beginning as Bane and then in the very in the middle whenever he takes over the Oracle he and does, then yeah. not until the very end. He and does so, like two major things, which is funny because like he is so all over the last movie and like he's not necessary in it. <laughs> right. It's very weird because it's like the the threat of him taking over the entire Matrix as Agent Smith and making everybody into an Agent Smith is like not I did not clock it at all until Neo said it to the main right. machine as a right. threat. Like I was like, that's okay. Is that what? Yeah. We oh, could okay. have gotten like two, um, Smith taking over people's body scenes in this movie instead of any of his appearances in the previous one. Yeah. And then we build up this threat throughout this movie. And then to your point, you first made when we started the episode, this movie would be about something on its own. Yes, exactly. It would be about like curbing the Smith threat. Well, and and having a having a sequel really not function by itself and function as like well, I, as I don't a know. Wrap up as as a, a wrap up. I, I would say <laughs> it's prequels again, man. It's prequels yeah. again. Yeah, the you Matrix know, is prequels big time. Because they came out say, in the same year. I mean, like they came out, you know, all at the same time, basically. Yeah. Nineteen ninety nine, The Matrix and The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then Attack of the Clones was two thousand two, right? So these came out uh -huh. right after, right yeah, after right. that. Um, yeah, it's prequels because like n none of the prequels really. F I mean, except for you could maybe argue Phantom Menace function really alone. Like they all need to be uh, as a part of a gr of the greater story to be understood well. Uh -huh. The original trilogy, I think, they can all stand by themselves. Sequel trilogy, I think, mostly can stand by themselves. Even like Rise of Skywalker, for how clunky it is. Like I think right. you can make the argument they that like do the save the day at the end thing. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I mean, it's very prequels. Like once it's it's what we were saying in last episode too. It's although it feels this movie feels less Star Wars for some reason, or either, or maybe exactly the same. I can't decide. Yeah, um, like I think we discovered fairly recently that we want the Star Wars chili to taste more like the original trilogy and even prequels, but yeah. it's starting to taste more and more like the Disney era. Yes, And so, like, I wonder if because this is structure-wise a lot like the prequels and a lot like Return of the Jedi, but it is maybe not quite as satisfying as those, which is, like, a trademark of the Disney era. Like, yeah. things not being, like, feeling Wrapped nearly as satisfying well. yeah. that, like, this is maybe a pretty Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, the ways in which the second one felt prequelsy and that it's just sort of like throws a bunch of world building onto you where it's like, what's going on? Yeah. And the ways in which it doesn't feel that way in this movie, it's made up for, for having a sort of a lackluster finish that mm -hmm. makes it feel. Cause even like original trilogy, the way they wrap it up is like, Oh, we're just doing the first movie again. Okay. Like it's, it's well, right. it's well executed, but it is not necessarily super satisfying because you're like, we just right. saw it's, a movie it's like It's the this. first movie, but the bad guy's badder and the, the thing they have to blow up is bigger. <laughs> yeah. And so maybe that makes it, maybe that makes up for the disparity because it feels, I, I think I'm coming around now. I think it's like exactly as Star Wars as Matrix Reloaded. Uh-huh. But just but for different reasons. Slightly different ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I think, I think um, style-wise, it might, Oh yeah, no. I think I think you're right. I think like every aspect we could look at, it 
is more or less Star Wars than Reloaded, but you net the same number. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I'm trying to think, like, is there sneaking around? I mean, yeah. The, like, trip to the, I almost called it the Cloud City, which is Star Wars. The Machine City, uh, they had to go above the clouds. Uh, oh, here's a fun bit of music trivia for you. I was going to hmm. say, like, is there music? There's kind of, I mean, it's Matrix music, but um, the the first, like, in fact, it's as the, like, Village Roadshow title card shows up at the very beginning of the movie and you hear the like horns that are like Mm -hmm. in each movie that is modulated up a half step Mm. so like each movie is like it's a little more intense yeah so my guess is whatever the key that is played in the matrix revolutions that in the matrix resurrection it'll be another half step up (laughs) they better they better continue that if they don't you need to come up with a pitch pipe and just be like is it? Yeah. Unless you have perfect pitch. <laughs> yeah, a pitch pipe. And if you have perfect pitch, you'll just know. But if you don't have yeah, perfect right. pitch, bring in a pitch pipe, test it. Right, right. Or just like have a headphone in and listen to the Matrix just, Revolution. Yes, just on repeat that one part just over and over again. To <laughs> yeah, like, okay. yeah. I never, ch- I, I've mentioned this to you recently in text, but like people with perfect pitch who say they have perfect pitch annoy me because yeah. I'm like, how do you know? Like, <laughs> which like I guess that's the whole point is that they do know but I'm like right. there was like I have I had friends who have like relative pitch which is like you know similar but it's like you don't you right. can't necessarily pull it out you of the air you can hear a C and then give you like G or whatever yeah or, or, or like once they've heard something a lot they can do it and be like here's an A right. you know like right, I had a friend right. who in a show I was in we were coming in and we had to not from a song we were starting a song and we both had to sing an a and she would be like here it is and i would always be like is that it <laughs> and then i'd always test it and she was always right but i was always like How yeah do you that know? fucking sucks that she I, was always right i know i know but, but and, and like i shouldn't be mad about it because i can do it for violin because i've been playing violin so long that if i hear uh-huh. a, I, I have relative pitch like, a, a, like your uh patreon story that you just told that you could hear everybody's instruments weren't right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like, if, if a violin is out of tune, I can tell. And also, like, I can normally pull out an A if I uh-huh. go, like, I think that's an A. Uh-huh. Um, but it might not be. But it, but if a violin is playing in a song, I can tell you what key the song's in because I can play along in my brain uh-huh. and, like, feel out what it is. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. Let me see if that's an A. How do I... I need to find... I used to have a piano app on my phone, but I think I deleted it. Oh, I think I... Oh, never mind. I found it. Yeah, I think that's an A. Let's see. Oh, were you tuning? <laughs> I was a half step off. Damn! Wow, hell yeah, though. That's... That was that's close. good. Um, um, that is reminding me of... Speaking of title of show again, the song... Uh, stuck in a show where I am playing me. Do you know? Do you know that show? Yes, I, I, I've listened to it. I don't when know it super well, but I know time, it. The entire time, the songwriter is chiming in with the correct note she should be singing, and like she like, yeah, fixes yeah, yeah. it. And then in the third time, she goes spree, and he goes spree, and she says, "That is the note I'm singing, Jeff." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was what I was just doing just now in my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I can pull out an A, but I, uh, but I can always do it if there's a song playing that has violin in it. Wait, this is a weird little sidetrack that we just took but why did i bring this up oh because of the the thing oh, the, the like title card pitch yeah right <laughs> all right well let's see it's music we were talking about sneaking around 
you know what? Good guys, I, bad guys. It's clear. Although the Matrix does a good job making it a little bit murky who the good guys and bad guys are. I mean, like not really. Like the the bad guys are the machines in this, but like the the question. The, well, I'm I'm really excited to talk about the Animatrix with you because yeah. like the war that like begins, it you know. It, it people are on a bit more equal footing before like the pods are created and it's like oh the people are being really bad to these robots <laughs> right and it's also also i think the question of control and like yeah, who yeah. is in charge that was brought up in the second one is not really explored in this but it is right. because of the way that neo ends the war basically being like we much like the humans need the machines that make their water the machines right. need these humans and vice versa so I don't know. We should we should probably yeah, move towards wrapping a, up. In a way of Star Wars movies, the good guy, it's always very clear, and they save the day. They rid it of evil. At the end of this, the saving of the day is like kind of just splitting the difference of where they started. Yeah, it's like, a little bit of a stalemate. It's It's like, okay, here's what we'll do. You guys basically win. You keep everything how it was, but instead of trying to kill the like fifty of us who want out, you won't. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's essentially that's, saying that's a pretty like tepid day saving, and yeah. that like does not happen in Star Wars. They're like doing soccer where you can tie, whereas in Star Wars it's <laughs> like no, there has to be a winner. Yeah, it's Star Wars is like Star a Wars basketball or American football. Yeah, and then and then the, and Matrix, the Matrix is soccer. Is soccer. That's a <laughs> really it's... good way of putting it. Because that is kind of true throughout. Yeah, just in general, it's a little, yeah. it's a little headier, uh, uh-huh. a little more refined. It's a little less interesting. <laughs> a little less interesting, not as like much fun in some yeah. aspects. Yeah. Um, let's and see. And I, I just love these movies. <laughs> yeah, I like them too. I'm a fan now. I want to watch them again when I have more like leisure time to just kind of yeah, sit right. and enjoy. Yeah. Uh, but but we should move to wrapping up. I think I can probably. Pick a yeah, unit I think of measure. we even covered it. Um, yeah, unit of measure. For me, it's going to be just those big bullet chains. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> like the, the worst, the worst reload system possible. Let's have yeah. like three guys. Have a, have a guy from like two football fields away have to like wheelbarrow new bullets to yeah. you. Like truly, a, they should have gone back to the drawing board and been like, okay, we got to figure out a better way to carry <laughs> ammo or something, yeah. or just like throw it at them with the catapults. So they can just right. put it on or something thing because to have three squishy bodies have to bring you ammo every time right terrible idea pretty dumb i'm gonna do uh big ass jokes (laughs) (laughs) yeah even though there's only two in this so it's gonna be higher than that but you're you're gonna say how many you wish there were yeah yeah i wish there were more i wish jada pinkett smith had talked (laughs) i wish there were six and point two five of them (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i wish there were more big ass jokes yeah i mean should we here should we just give it the because i feel like i'm gonna give it a six again yeah or a six and a half i could we could reverse if we want yeah let's do that let's reverse (laughs) (laughs) okay i'll give it a six and a half big ass jokes and i'll give it a six bullet chains the the half joke of an ass joke would be like if he walked in and was like where's my instead of where's my put (laughs) or like you you get a they make a real point to show only one butt cheek yeah like someone gets kicked in the butt and it's only one butt cheek (laughs) (laughs) they're like my my one cheek oh my left butt cheek (laughs) uh and it's agent smith that that happens to (laughs) and it makes a bowling pin noise when he gets hit or like it's like a clown squeaking nose like no noise he gets kicked it goes like (laughs) 
Oh, oh shit. man. Well, Fun. this this has been our second episode of Matrix Month. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back next week to talk about the Animatrix. Um, and then we'll talk about a Star Wars movie, and then sometime in the future we'll talk about the new Matrix movie. Yes, soon we will. And do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. Send us an email at a good podcast at gmail.com. We got any uh, good ones lately? Yeah, let me let me see. Any bots? Any Uh, machines? (laughs) Yeah, actually. So this one's fun. We got an email from Match, and it says, Sandra, you've still got 33 unread messages. See what they said? I keep getting that exact one on my emails. I wonder if it's maybe I'm linked to both or something, but I was like, who's Sandra? Yeah, I don't know who Sandra is, but members are waiting for her response. So, yeah, Sandra's got 33 unread messages bizarre maybe well. they used maybe sandra used the throwaway email and they made it a good podcast at gmail.com thinking yeah, that there's or no maybe way they're doing the thing that um that nathan for you does on an episode trying to make a psychic seem more psychic she uh she puts out a bunch of ads that say like is your name Maria Rodriguez or something like that? And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like statistically in Los Angeles, there were like quite a few. <laughs> right. There's going to be a Sandra somewhere. So maybe it's just like, we're going to get one Sandra. Yeah. Yeah. This, <laughs> this one is an also from Matt's. Hi, Sandra. You're getting noticed. 37 members are interested in you. See what you've received this week. So I don't know. <laughs> so Sand- you could contribute to this if you want to email us at agoodpodcast at gmail.com. You could also check out our Patreon, get teased every so often, or hear mm-hmm. Josiah's violin story. Uh, that's uh, patreon.com slash howstarwarsisit for $5 a month. You get a weekly bonus episode and a monthly commentary track, and we are nearing the end of those. So um, yeah. if you do join the Patreon, you can let us know on the Discord server what you want to hear next as like a monthly thing. Yeah, our our commentary for this month for December was solo, and it is, I think, our best one yet. It's Oh, I, big I, time. Also, if you think that you have to watch the movie along with these commentaries, you don't. You can just... They're yeah. basically like a podcast. We basically don't either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're basically like a podcast episode, but we're talking specifically most of the time about the movie that we're watching. Yeah. Um, and it's a really good episode. Y'all should listen to it. But uh, it's about time for Tell You Bye Bye. <laughs> and like we always say, we, we love, love you. you. And, and may the fourth be with, be with you. you. Bye-bye.